Good evening. This is Redbeard three thousand and nine, and I'm going to love the chance to talk to you guys today. Today's episode one, season one of the of my own podcast. I know I'm so excited. I'm stumbling all over my words, but I'm excited because there's some more things I need to get off my chest. Um, if you're Brand new here, welcome. I hope you are. This is episode one, but in the intro, I'll go over how it is to feel like a black man in America. And before I even go anywhere, rest in power, rest in heaven, rest in peace to our own live action, Black Panther, Chad Bosman. I want to say take a few, I want to take a few minutes and say thank you. I know you can't hear me. I know nobody from your camp will probably never, ever hear this, but bro, you've been an inspiration for many, many, many years. I just want to say thank you. Hell, a lot of what you've been going through helped me realize that I'm being BS in my own podcast. So here we are. Sometimes great beauty does come from tragedy. I just want to take the time. I say thank you. I say everybody else is making a difference in somebody's life, fighting their own personal demons. So, speaking of the Black Panther, did you cry? Especially if you're black, answer the question for me. Did you cry the first time you saw Black Panther? I did. But you'll get to know me. I'm a little softer than you know. And no, it wasn't. The Wakanda forever wasn't seeing such a beautiful, powerful black city. I've seen somebody else say, oh, it was the beautiful representation. Um, it was really none of that. It was, oof, I'm going to say this on, on the internet. It was Killmonger. It was Killmonger after he took the throne. You know, the after infamous, is this your king? Then tosses one of the realest niggas off the side of a waterfall. I understand Killmonger the most when it came when it came to his ancestral plan. Now, for those of that haven't seen the movie, you tweaking, stop the podcast right now. Find you somebody that got Disney Plus. Go watch the movie Black Panther. You tweaking, tripping. It's an amazing work of American cinema. It's beautiful. It's artistically is beautiful. The story is beautiful. The music is beautiful. You're tripping from an art standpoint. You're tripping. Go watch it. But in the movie, when you die, you go to an ancestral plane. Now, mind you, all Killmonger knew for his ancestral plane was his father and him. So there was no other Panthers. There was no other kings there to greet the new king. They got their knives. This is that. And where was his dad? In Compton. Where did his dad die? In Compton. I understand, like, the confines and the ways that Killmonger's dad died are a little sketch. I understand. Some, Some shit happened. But there was a lot of hurt that happened there when Killmonger's dad died it was 
the king's responsibility to pick up his son. Or to at least find out if he had a son. You know? Or kill the son. You know, make it easy. Don't just let the kid be out there and suffer. Which kind of leads me to my original point of the video. Well, not video, the podcast. Um, Killmonger was so ready to burn the entire village down the Philippines. My boy, I not tell you, I cried like a baby when, he, when his father said, no tears for me. Now we all die. And then his father said something back. Then he became a man again. I was like, oh, yeah, bro, you got it. This man literally got everything that every black person in America felt. Like, chance to grab power and grasp it after all the hurt and harm and destruction it caused, they got what he wanted, bro. And if it wasn't for plot armor, he would have kept it. I felt that, man. And I understand that it was wrong. And I, and, I, and I cry because I'll never be that. I don't come from combat. I come from this place in Louisiana. It's called the bottom. It's a strip. It's, down, it's downtown Cullen, Louisiana. <laughs> the fact that I can say a new goofy phrase like that. If y'all only knew. If you only knew. Now, Cullen, Louisiana, is, you might know it better by Spring Hill, Louisiana. They basically, they both basically the same type of town, but you never tell them that. Now, I want to say I get it right, but it's 100% like 30 to 45 minutes away from Hope, Arkansas. Huh. Oh, for all those that don't know anything about Hope or Arkansas, it's where one of your presidents is from. But I'll I'll get to that later. I don't, don't want to get too mad right now. Bro, I'm from the bottom. My mom was used to help run the bottom. Now think of what like a black downtown used to be like in the seventies and sixties, and that's what it was. Like alcohol, you got it. Weed, you got it. Cigarettes, you got it. It was ours it was black 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 on black blackity black 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 boy it was black 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 like white folk left us alone and we had money it was bumping but they moved up there my mom moved up there to get a better way mind you country come to move the city there's a culture shock now being the hood princess that she is she had a couple hood ties in the town called Argo. Summit. Look it up. Summit Argo is inside the city of Chicago. And it's it's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful area. Don't get me wrong, but it looked like it's next up for the top and about to get gentrified, if you know what I'm saying. Like it's definitely again, it's black, black on black on black on black. But them is my peoples, bro. Them is my peoples. And let me tie the Killmonger thing all together. When I say I felt for Killmonger, because I felt like something was missing from my life. I also didn't grow up in the hood. I grew up Republican. I grew up middle class. And I grew up around a whole lot of white people. 
Not too many people in my entire family on either side of my branches can say such a thing. I could then maybe count all of us, and I'm not counting. If I don't count my siblings, I can count all of us that can say that on one hand. I grew up really in the, like, the heart of hearts, but it was still like on the other side of the expressway, on the other side of the tracks. And then you see, then you look up, and you see what's not being given to you. Like, I, from going to the suburbs back to the hood, from the city to the country, I know what white people not giving black people, bro, if you want to be real. And when I say white people, know that, know that I mean the infrastructure that continues to benefit the white, straight, Christian male. That is what I'm talking about when I say the white man. That's things and laws and rules and side rules and the way motherfuckers feel and the way racism works out. When I'm saying they and white men, that's what I'm talking about. People that benefit from that system. Moving forward. I'm on the other side of the railroad tracks from from all of that, from the good pools, the the good classes. And then then I hear people like, oh, why won't you invest into your own community? Because every other time they've tried. Let me tell you the god awful truth. The CIA or CPD or or some government official comes by and ruins it all. Are we familiar with the Oklahoma City bombing? Is it the Oklahoma? No, let me make sure I say, say it right. The bombing of Black Wall Street. The bombing of Oklahoma City. The bombing and destruction of Black Wall Street. Before we say, well, why come black people don't have anything? Let's talk about what happened to the Black Panther political party. Who really, and you want to break it down to what they were honestly doing. They were running after school programs for kids. So mothers and fathers can get back on their feet. Mothers and fathers can go back to school. It's going back to work. They can go back to school. They was feeding kids and getting them out of the streets. And the government destroyed it. So, what about their children? Let's look at them. What about, I'm a Chicagoan. So let's go about, let's take Larry Hoover. Do we need to talk about what happened to him? Better yet, I'll take this time out. You bother to listen in, so you must, there's a chance you may not know. Larry Hoover, I don't want to say too much, because there's a lot of um, people listening from different walks of life. But Larry Hoover, for all intents and purposes, was a, led a gang. A major gang, allegedly, and they took his organization down from him up. And if you know anything about how drugs and money and organization work, once you take off the head, the rest of the body just kind of tends to run around. But us being humans, they didn't die. And then they continue to not die. So then, after that, who do they give birth to? Who do the parents of the, the busted up gangbangers give birth to? Kid children of the crack academic. 
when I tell you crack hit my both, like the country and the city, part of my life extremely hard. Mind you, I was born December 21st, 1990. That's where my official story begins. I didn't even get there yet. I'm just talking about what my parents had to go through. Mind you, I don't believe my mother did crack. Now, so it's mother drugs. <laughs> I might be able to, like to argue with her about, but she's found God, bless her. And she found, but she didn't find God until about 1988, 1989. So, moving on, I tend to get a little emotional, but the children of the crack epidemic, well, that would be us. Children that were born through the war on drugs. And if you know anything about human beings and drugs, you know you're really just making fight against an idea. Now, if the war on drugs is a real war on drugs, the white community will be cleaned up in a completely different way with this heroin problem and its over-the-counter problem. Specifically in white suburbs, that's the issue. You know, the same white suburbs I'd be out and chilling with. You'd be surprised at who's into what. That's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> You'll be so surprised. Bro, when you say, like, Mel, put you up by your bootstraps, these people have tried and you just and you never liked it. You never liked how we've gotten our money. You never liked how we protest. You never liked how we had our fun. But No, you did like how we had our fun. You liked our music. You liked our clothes. You liked our talk. Until it got too close to home. So when I feel like an unloved child, this is what I mean. Uncle Sam is still my fucking uncle. And I have this weird relationship with Uncle Sam. I don't want to live anywhere else, really. Not for real, for real. I have too much blood, sweat, and tears just in my few family life generations alone to want to live anywhere else. But Uncle Sam, he he done some crimes that I feel like he should answer for. And because there was no real way for me to say that without calling for violence after I've been very quiet. Because I've had to get out of a place of hurt before I've addressed my Uncle Sam and everything around me. Because this country doesn't need to be burned down. It doesn't. It deserves the grace and honor that is, that is its namesake. It's a Christian nation. I'm pretty sure it can come up. But this racism shit got to go. And if you don't, if you're saying racism is this, that, and the third, my guy, I live in Chicago, one of the most segregated major cities in the U.S., and I have facts to prove it. How do you want me to prove it? Do you want to prove it in the neighborhoods, the gerrymandering, the redlining? Which way do you want me to say it? How? Do you want to say, like, who has funding and who's not? Who's being targeted by police and who's not? I can show that, bro. Like, it's in blocks. Because after a while, man, that's why I'm actually not all for protesting and I'm not all for looting. Honestly, I feel like we're looking at the situation all wrong. But... It's so hard not to look at it with these 
pain in our eyes. How do we progress? That's our major question. How do we progress either civilly, civilly or how do we announce that things aren't civil anymore? What's the line? Because I feel like we crossed it a few times and I don't want to cross it anymore. But I'm going to leave you guys on a good note. So all the depressing political things aside, Ken, I'm going to say in a few words talking about the current state of the education and America, or being a parent that's currently e-learning with their child. Well, honestly, today and yesterday, I've gotten off pretty easy because the mom mom has been home and she's been doing hair and things, so they could just be in the same room. They're cool. I've been able to work on the cats, on the pot. Which, what, what? Yeah, I'm on my Joe button. I'm, I'm potting. <laughs> so I'm able to work on that, but it's boy guys it's hard it's stupid i feel like it's it's not the wave i don't think this is going to work maybe because my child's a kindergarten can is in kindergarten it's just it's not like first or second maybe maybe high school this can be a thing college you know you could do this but like this this is stupid bro i don't i don't agree with it i don't have any other better alternative before i continue to demone and whine <laughs> or say anything else on the subject, I have no other alternative. And I mean, what, like, hardcore, like, oh, man. I'm just saying I don't like it. I'm displeased with it. I also don't have any better option. Um, we have an open house today. I don't know why. Um, I'm in the classroom the vast majority of the time, quote, unquote. Like, I'm usually, me or her mother is in the room with her at all times. I'm curious as to what an open house could be. So when I get that, I'll probably maybe put a little episode two sub, a little continuation. Oh, sorry, I'm at the park. My kids are being cute. Watching the care in its natural habitat grow and develop. That's really all I really have to say. Um, how do which raises? I guess I, I'm gonna lead it to a good conclusion. My point is, how do I raise my daughter? How do I? Because I've I've been out the hood personally. I'm letting you know that may or may not be the wave. Country may or may not be the wave, but. I think everything, you know what, I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'll edit this part out, but I have a solution, but it's not a solution that I'm 100% comfortable airing out yet. I'll work on that. But in the meantime, you have a beautiful day. Be blessed, be honored, be loved, be peace. Redbeard, out.